0: Thank you for tuning in to the Healthy Minds Podcast, where we host conversations with people who are really good listeners, and we ask them to share with us. I'm Lucy Caldwell, and I work for the Fairfax County Public Schools. Today, we are talking with Ellen Goldberger, a school psychologist at Old Creek Elementary School. Ellen received her PhD in basic and applied neurocognition and worked in the neuropsychology division of a hospital in New York. There, she worked as a neuropsychological consultant to their preschool language disordered children and their infant development program, County Public Schools in 2006. In this capacity, she gives presentations at wellness conferences, she's presented at the Diversity Institute, and she works closely with her colleagues on executive functioning, dyslexia, social-emotional learning, as well as evaluation of preschoolers She's also the dyslexia representative for Region 5. She's past president of the Virginia Academy of School Psychologists. And before working with Fairfax County Public Schools, she was an advocate with colleagues for K-12 through education needs during the Warner administration. And she loves working with kids of all ages. Ellen, we're glad you're here. Thank wow. You. What a fascinating background. I have to ask, uh, what interested you in that field? How did you get started?
1: So um, kids are different, are all different, and I, I always knew they learned differently, and I also knew that all kids are delightful people. We just need to figure out how to connect with them, and I got lucky. I worked as a gopher in a neuropsychology division at North Shore University Hospital, And um, as a gopher, I had to actually Xerox a lot of articles. But when I Xeroxed them, I ended up reading them. Of course. And when I read them, I would start asking um, all the neuropsychologists questions. So they quickly decided, you know what? You really need to go and get your PhD in neuropsych. And there was a great program in New York at that point. What
0: were you doing? Were you in school when you were working there? um, So interestingly... I
1: had just graduated from college, Mm -hmm. so I worked there for a year. I then went to graduate school, but my entire time that I was in graduate school until we moved down to Virginia, I worked there. So I did evaluations of preschoolers, school-age kids, um, and adults, and I also, when I was an intern there, I worked as in, on the inpatient units, and I did evaluations. Um, had, had
0: you been around a lot of children before that time, when you happened to be reading those? Uh, oh, that's Xerox machine, or I,
1: I was. Okay. I had um, in high school and in college, I had worked with special needs
0: kids. Interesting at camps, yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that's interesting. You just happen to be, you know, to me, that says a lot about people's early work experience. You never know exactly where you're going to go. What were your thoughts of what you wanted to do while you were in that period of your life?
1: Um, so I actually had the gem of a job when I was in New York in the neuropsychology department. First of all, the our the head of the department, Dr. Barbara Wilson, was my mentor, will always be my mentor. Um, she died several years ago. Mm. Um, she's kind of the mother of neuros- uh, pediatric neuropsychology. She actually created a preschool for what we called then language disorder children. And at first I worked as um, an instructional assistant there a couple days a week. But once again, I always came back and I asked the questions like, why is this kid saying things like this what what's going on and then the job grew to um, just doing research um, with them and um, and then as an inter- and then I went to graduate school but everybody said you are welcome to work here as many hours as you want nice. and I Great. I loved it loved it loved it
0: yeah. what are these disorders that you're talking about and uh, how how do people recognize these disorders
1: so it was typically at that point kids weren't speaking at the age they were supposed to be these kids weren't speaking they had atypical social skills Um, and then there were those other kids who had just straight learning disabilities in school and parents were coming in for evaluations, saying i know something's wrong i'm Mm -hmm. not sure what it is can you help and so we would do evaluations the other thing that was amazing about that The neuropsychology division is any kid who needed an evaluation or who qualified for um, the preschool development program or the infant development program got in and they just paid on a sliding scale if they paid at all. So it was really if the need was there, we took the kids, which and this it was back in the 80s. So I it was really exciting to me. I felt like kids were getting a fair shake.
0: Absolutely, Um, were you? surprised by anything that you learned at that time? You know, it sounds like you'd been around children, and um, you were interested in this, but what surprised you, and what do you take from that that you wish more parents and families knew?
1: All kids want a connection. They really do. They do. But it's on us to figure out how to forge that connection. So a kid who's being really who's screaming, seemingly oppositional. That's their way of communicating. So how can we shape that communication, shape that behavior so we can have more positive interactions? The kid who's not talking, well, we could say they're just being obnoxious. Why won't they talk? Right. But in fact, they might have an, some other issues going on, and we need to dig into them. And it's really just that each kid presents us with a new delightful person to get to know and it's on us to get to know them.
0: Around what age did you see these sort of um, characteristics developing around the time when children learn to talk? So I worked
1: with kids actually newborn on up so um, it was pretty um, intense. Um, So in the infant development program we saw kids from um, three months on up. Um, if they, and they came in very young if they, um, they were known to have a syndrome or something that their pediatrician had said, hey, you really want to get some help. So um,
0: so I guess sometimes you saw um, both psychological as well as physiological oh, yeah. reasonings for everything, don't you?
1: Oh, you absolutely do. It's, they walk hand in hand.
0: Absolutely. I I think it's interesting, you know, people just expect you have a child and everything's going to be okay. And you don't know what you don't know, right? Right. That's exactly it. And that's one reason I I like doing this podcast, because I think it's important to to help parents know that it's okay, and that there's help out there. Um, So before we get on to what you're doing here in fairfax (laughs) county public schools i'm curious do you know of other programs uh similar to those that you're speaking about and in your past do they are there programs like that here in the national capital region
1: yeah so there's the infant toddler connection which picks up kids you know can pick up kids from newborn on up and then um fairfax county public schools is actually quite amazing and i've worked with i worked with many many preschoolers so they do the the early um, childhood assessment team okay um you can bring your your preschooler toddler there they do complete thorough thorough evaluations and they will and from there and um if the this child is found to have issues um, individual um, individualized education plans are written, and they're amazing preschools here. Amazing, run by Fairfax County Public Schools. How
0: would a parent know to bring your child to be assessed uh, at the preschools?
1: Great question. I, I'm thinking that typically we get, um, we would get kids from pediatricians, okay. um, or if the child had been identified at birth through an inf- the infant-toddler connection, okay. they would the Infant Toddler Connection could suggest it as well.
0: Yeah, Infant Toddler Connection is a wonderful organization. I will say, I spent uh, the last three and a half years prior to coming to Fairfax County Public Schools at the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. And uh, that was one of the programs under the CSB it's since moved on to a different department within Fairfax County government. But truly, um, it was fascinating and very, very positive to see the different interventions that parents could learn right. from the staff. And And I have a feeling that's, that's what you do, too. And you're working with parents, and working with staff and teachers and principals and other administrators to help all of us understand what we don't know about young kids, <laughs> isn't it?
1: There's a lot that that there is to be learned. I by no means know it all. Absolutely not. And I am, I am really fortunate. Um, I work with amazing people at Old Creek Elementary School. Yeah. Um, and we um, we have those discussions where each of us comes at the issue from a different point of view, mm-hmm. and we don't have to agree. We but eventually through talking and talking, we come to figure out perhaps what's going on with the window. Or the door always opened to saying maybe you know, we'll we'll relook at this. Yeah. Um, but we have a I love working with the people I work with at
0: Old Creek. Yeah, it's a great school. It really is. I understand that you've come up with a program at Old Creek and it's called My Best Self. Tell us about that.
1: So um this all started and I put to um I a colleague and I put this together, but mm-hmm. I was using um, at my schools a lot of evidence based programs, and I kept asking myself finally, what's missing? There's something that's just it's not feeling quite right, and I. Began, what do you mean by that? It just I felt like I wasn't connecting enough with the kids. It that I was starting at too high a level for oh, the kids. So yeah. why is that? What were we What were we missing? So a colleague, Amberong, and I sat down, and we began to really hash it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Ong is the psychologist over at Laurel Ridge. Mm-hmm. So what we really felt was important is kids needed to understand the whole concept of self-control. Right. And um, so we put together three programs or pieces from three programs, the Five Point Scale, Komochis, which is all about emotions, and Unstuck and On Target, which is all about executive functioning. We kind of put them all together, but the cornerstone is self-control. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so basic. It does. You, you, like, what is the big deal? We all know when, we're under, when we have control of ourselves and when we don't. Right. But we don't. Right. Again, it's what you say. What we don't know, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and we see it in schools all the time. A kids just gets really frustrated with their work, but it's not just kids. Right. So um, I gave... Uh, the example that I give right now is about uh, Novak Djokovic. He was slated to win the Grand Slam, uh-huh,
0: right? Uh huh.
1: He got so frustrated in the final tournament at the U.S. Open, he threw a ball. He didn't look where he was throwing it; he just threw it. Right. It hit a referee in the throat. She went down. He realized what he had done. He runs over to her, and. His comments afterwards just showed what a great guy he was. Mm-hmm. He didn't blame anyone else. He said, I did something that was basically really wrong. I need to really reflect on why I did what I did. Yeah. So when we step back, we look, and he steps back. He realized he lost his self-control, okay? Right. Was he a good problem solver when he lost his self-control? No. Are, are any of us good problem solvers? We're not. We just get frustrated. So um, a student is doing a math problem. They've tried to do it three different ways. They can't quite figure it out. And instead of being able to say to the teacher, I really don't get this. Can, we d- can you help me out? Mm-hmm. They just start ripping up the paper. Okay. How can we teach kids to be able to recognize how they're feeling inside with their bodies and their, their emotions, which mm-hmm. is what one sixth grader said to me this morning? Um, how can we help them to recognize where they are and then after they become really aware of where they are in the um in self-control how can they find self-calming strategies because if they can calm themselves down like any of us we become much better problem solvers so that kid who is really losing control and couldn't figure out that math problem if that could, could could calm down he could perhaps figure out a fourth way to do the problem. He could ask another student. He could ask the teacher. But he was too ramped up by then. Right. Um, and you can think about many situations in your own life. And, Absolutely. Um, the joke it, that I use with the kids now is when I come in come in virtually to their classrooms, yeah. it's like, oh, here's Dr. G. Guess what? I'm almost at a four. So it's five points. Uh, it's a five point scale of self control. One is you're sleepy. Two is you're focused, ready to learn. Three is you're frustrated, still focused on the task. Four is you're starting to lose control. So you're trying to get yourself together. You can't really focus on the task. And five is when you're screaming. So,
0: yeah. Interesting. That would be good for parents to be able to use at home, too.
1: And they do. They so, do.
0: I love that. So
1: um, I got an email from a parent the other day. They were trying some different things with their son. Yeah. And the mom had called home, and she's driving home for work, and talking to the son. And the son says to her, "Mom, I was at a two through through mm-hmm. three of my classes today." And what he was saying to her is, Mom, I was focused and ready to learn. And the new techniques were helping him.
0: That's exciting. Yeah, it
1: was really exciting. What
0: great feedback to get. Yeah, I know.
1: And so the kids will, when we're not in the virtual space, Mm -hmm. when we're in our, um, actually, when we are in the virtual space, some of the kids who I've taught the program to um, in previous years will just say, I'm at a three, I'm at a four. And sometimes you can say you're at a certain elevated level, but mm-hmm. you don't really have the words to describe why. But if a kid says they're at a four, it's, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go take a break? Or go in um, BBCU, mm-hmm. a Blackboard Collaborate, mm-hmm. why don't you go to the breakout room right. and so, to just calm?
0: Have you seen a lot of changes in the virtual learning? It's only been a few weeks, but have you seen changes in the way uh, children might be acting or reacting, uh, staff? Um, What are some of the things you've noticed, and how have you worked to help uh, calm the (laughs) fears and the stresses and using some of the techniques you're talking about with self-control?
1: So we are just introducing the program um, across to every single classroom in the school. That's exciting. As I speak, yeah. So I've been going into every classroom um, to introduce it just because... Everybody's got such an overwhelming amount of work to do because right. it's a whole new platform, you know, mm-hmm. virtual that it's like I can take this load off this this I can this piece I can do. Um, what I see in kids that's actually quite remarkable to me is their technology glitches. So I was in a sixth grade this morning and a lot of the mics just weren't working. Mm hmm. The kids just moved on. It was, yeah. okay, we can use the chat box instead. And I, I did actually remark on that, like, you guys are so calm.
0: Right they're figuring um, it out aren't they're they They're
1: figuring it out
0: yeah At young ages my son's a, a fifth grade teacher down in Richmond and he said the same thing and he said just how grateful he is and surprised about how great the kids are doing even when there are problems
1: when they and and we all have to figure out how to deal with issues differently in the virtual environment
0: Is it harder for adults <laughs> so <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> I don't think it I
1: think these yeah. our teachers are amazing, quite honestly. But yeah. if you ask me um how I'm doing with it, yeah the challenge is really it, it gets overwhelming, but I think it's that so the principal is um Melissa Miller talks about leaning in. Yeah. Everybody should lean in. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a, a statement that anybody could make. But it's so true. We all do lean in. So anytime I have a question, it's, oh, let me share the link with you and show you how to do this. Yeah. So um, it, it works. But it works because everybody's only because everybody presumes positive intention. It's, right. So.
0: right. And we have to keep doing that, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we, we really do. do. Because we don't know how long this is going to go on or or how things are going to change. No, Um, it's just such a, such a strange time. And, and in hearing you and thinking about what you're talking about, I think about being introspective as an adult, as a parent, Um, do we take the time and how do we take the time if we don't to really look inside at our own actions about parenting and about how we're talking to our kids, how we're helping our kids find these ways to use and discover the techniques you're talking about with self-control. What thoughts do you have for parents about that or caretakers or anybody who might be listening? Anybody.
1: So what I do love is parents... um, um, Who've been ex- whose kids have been exposed to the program previously will use the common language with their children, and it's kind of, wow, you're looking upset. Where are you? I'm at a four. Okay, mm-hmm. and just giving them the space, because. Um, everybody loses self-control That's kids right. and adults and so actually when I'm doing all my lessons I'll talk about myself yeah. and um, the teachers all participate too so when have you been out of control when have you been out of five and one teacher said well my car broke down on the highway when I was going to bring lunch to my husband and I panicked I was mm-hmm. at a five right. okay and we're going to talk about how you learn to deal with that but just having parents being able to and it's hard because parents are at a high level of stress too they're trying to do their job make sure their kids are online that's right um and learning and i you know i feel for everyone it's just it's not easy mm-hmm. um parents are really trying to make a go of it as are the kids and it's really I, trying to help the parents figure out that the, the student schedule through through having the links all incredibly clear within the schedule and we
0: um and you all know, the emails we send. I know. <laughs> we do send a lot of emails. I we agree. Do. And I apologize to everybody. Um, we're all just trying to communicate and make sure that um, we're covered, that we've shared the information. And But are we making sure that people are receiving that information? It's, it's like anything else. You know, we have to hope and just share it in different ways because, as you know, uh, as a psychologist... People receive different information differently from different people, from different sources, some want video. I mean, that's one reason we're doing a podcast, just an additional way to try to help people understand who you are and who FCPS psychologists and therapists and counselors, who they are and what they do. And maybe there's some piece of information that you have that you're sharing today that can help a parent. That's what it's all about.
1: Just pick up the phone. I mean, that's what... When I hear a student is having trouble, so many times I've just picked up the phone and called the parents and say, how can I, you know, how can we, how can we work on team kid to help this kiddo? And it's really powerful for it parents is. to know that it's not this vacuum. This but,
0: anonymous feeling.
1: Because yeah, it's not. Right. We, we care deeply about the kiddos.
0: I completely agree. And there's not some wall, some huge barrier between your child and your school. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. supports there, absolutely. We
1: just have to find those multiple ways that that parents can feel comfortable accessing them and students feel
0: comfortable. Um, Absolutely. I I could talk to you forever. (laughs) I love this conversation. Um, You know, when you talk about self-control, I think about getting home after work and having a bag of lemon Kit Kats. I went to Hershey, Pennsylvania this weekend and picked up some chocolate but i don't get full with just one i don't get right. full with just two right. so for adults self control can look like that you know what's filling us up when how do we know when to stop what do you say to those folks so just an everyday self control issue so
1: you know when you're feeling like you're losing it what's your go to so when i'm talking to people i'll say i have a variety of go-tos if i'm in a meeting and i'm just kind of just zoning out, losing perspective, or just not feeling like I'm getting it, I literally look up from my laptop. And if I look up where I'm sitting, I see my backyard, I see trees, and I see squirrels walking along the fence line. Okay? Yeah. yeah. After a long day at work, quite honestly, even if I'm really tired, I will go take that run. And I'm a slow runner. Yeah. But I... It's, so what fills your bucket? Yes. Because you got to get your bucket filled so that you can be that person for the other people in your family. Absolutely. And, And knowing when to just look at somebody and just say, you know what? I really can't talk right now. Just give me five minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: there are all sorts of ways, and everybody has their own ways.
0: Well, I think we need to focus on that, don't we, as yeah. parents and trying to f- make sure that we're there for other people, you know, whether it's our children or other people in our household or just in our lives. But before I let you go, I'm going to ask you three quick questions uh-huh. and see what you say. <laughs> when was the last time you learned something new?
1: Um, a couple hours ago, I learned how to do something new in technology.
0: Love it. <laughs> Yay. When was the last time you did something fun? Aside from this podcast, of course. Oh,
1: of course. Something <laughs> super fun that I did is um, my daughter and I made this outrageous recipe
0: Ooh, um, what this was
1: past it? weekend. It was salmon with this incredible sauce on it. And it was actually very easy, yeah. but it was magnificent. <laughs> oh, I
0: have to get the recipe. Yum. You like to cook.
1: I do. And my daughter's just, she's just a lot of fun. Actually, oh. weekends are always fun times because my yeah. other daughter... And her husband bring over their baby all the time, so oh. we get to play with our little, what our I'm little gonna, one
0: uh, too. Oh, I wonderful. know. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what? When was the last time you made a new friend?
1: Oh, actually, believe it or not, during COVID, um, this woman and I have just always enjoyed our, each other's company mm-hmm. at work, and we started taking these socially distanced walks together, and yeah. we have a great time.
0: Oh, I love it. I know. That's great. great. Yeah, for all the dark things that we've all been experiencing, there are those shining moments, and you know, yeah. it sounds like you're holding on to those. And oh, yeah. I hope all our listeners are, too. Uh, we can't control the world, but we can control how we respond to it. And, um, and I love the idea, even just thinking about our conversation today and looking into that about uh, introspection in our into ourselves and, and what we're doing during this time to uh, help others and to regulate our own impulses and self-regulation. So as I let you go, I know you have a class to teach. Are there any final words you have for parents or listeners out there?
1: I really would encourage everybody to just reach out so this one assistant principal I work with constantly um, is she's just such a huge support and I and it's that ability to have that human engagement she's um, she's incredibly sharp she's incredibly funny and she just gets it and I guess it's with all those people um, it's just reaching out and knowing to reach out when you feel like I need a little, I need a little help here.
0: Right. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here and for having this conversation. And I wish you a great year ahead here at uh, FCPS. Do you have a topic you'd like Healthy Minds podcast to explore? Please let us know. Send us your suggestions to healthyminds at fcps.edu.